Welcome to the Cabin Culture Podcast, where we spend a little more time diving deeper into all the fun parts of cabin culture. We like to think of this as both the material and imagined expressions of how cabin lovers, dwellers, builders, and designers wish to live a more simple and authentic life. On this episode, we're talking with Chris and Pam of Dirt and Glass. I almost feel like this duo needs no introduction because if you're here listening to a podcast all about cabins and cabin culture, there's a 99% chance that you already know who these two are. But for that 1%, let me introduce you. Chris and Pam are photographers based in Vermont who have traveled worldwide capturing cabins, cabin culture, and cabin porn through their lenses. With a massive Instagram following of over 350,000, not only do they help owners with incredible photos of their spaces, but also with finding new guests and marketing them effectively. We are so pumped to talk to these two today and hope that you find some of this helpful. Thanks so much for joining us, and here we go. Well, I am so excited to have you all here. We have talked extensively, I feel like, via email and Instagram, but never met in real life. So here we are. This is such a treat. Yeah. Nice to meet everyone. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Tell us where you are right now. We are in our home in Vermont. Yep, up in the mountains. Uh, recently purchased a home in the Green Mountains, and in the actual state forest, it's a dream come true. It's a dream come true. Yeah, it We're... feels like when you posted about it and shared pictures, it felt like the perfect place for the two of you to be. Oh, it yeah. feels. It feel, <laughs> I mean, I've I've never owned a home, and it's just like instantly as soon as we got here, I was like, and I'm here. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. What made you feel that way about it? For folks who don't know where you're living or what it looks like, can you describe it for them? It is just, I'm staring at our living room. It's, it's so Vermont cozy. Like when you picture like a tiny, cause it's very, it's small, like arguably it's small. Um, When you picture like a small cozy home in Vermont and it's just like it's kind of funky and it's got like little quirks just like Vermont does (laughs) and it's its own thing and there's like there's a fireplace there's a wood stove there's cozy cats curled up on the couch lots lots of blanket everywhere (laughs) an aggressive amount of blankets (laughs) (laughs) it's wonderful but yeah you just look outside and it's just all forest yes it's amazing very you guys are in southern Vermont? Yeah, it's in southern Vermont. We're in Bennington County. So Yeah, so we're in the, like the western southern corner-ish. Yeah. Kind of away from a lot. Yes, far away. <laughs> far, far away. We lived under a microscope prior to this in a little city. So this is a uh, a treat. Yes. Were you guys originally from western Mass or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah both of us. Yeah. Yep. So this is our first time living out of state. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Take us back to where did you all meet? So you're both from Western Massachusetts. How did your paths first cross? So we were actually just kind of talking about this earlier. (laughs) Um, We met about a year and a half prior to us dating. We were both previously betrothed. So we just kind of like met in (laughs) passing. And then our paths crossed again 
like I said, a year and a half after that, when we were both going through horrendous breakups and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of were like, hey, you want to go hiking? Because that was kind of just like our mutual thing. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh, I see this cute boy hiking a lot and he seems to be recently <laughs> single. So am I. <laughs> so I was. we just kind of like started hanging out yeah. it just like was an instant click and it was glorious yeah and yeah that's how we met it was fun it was fun <laughs> you that's all were not were you both photographers at that point no i mean well i mean i loved photography but i wasn't he yeah he I, had like 20 years under his belt at that point yeah i'd been shooting since 96 so uh Quite a, quite a while. <laughs> I was a pastry chef at the time. <laughs> what got you started in photography, Chris? Just the love for it. I mean, I loved creating and capturing um, nature, uh, especially was was what drew me to it. And I used to shoot uh, like the night sky a lot um, when I was growing up, just on the roof of my parents' house with a tripod and and a and a timer and uh up there even during like lightning storms trying to capture the lightning and uh so it was a lot of fun and the you know back then there were, it was pre-digital cameras so it was all film the waiting was was pretty exciting you know to see if, if you actually captured it and did it right so you know you'd have a roll of film with maybe one that that you got <laughs> did you have your own uh developing studio uh, I went to school um, at a, a technical school. I guess that's what you call it. Uh, and um, we had a dark room, and that's where I was. I took photography classes, <clears throat> and that's where I was able to just go in and use it whenever and uh, develop. So I was developing my own film and doing my own enlargements and et cetera. But it was all – I was shooting mostly black and white back then. So then what you're most well known for now, obviously, is cabins. Like when I, before I even started building Cozy Rock, you all were like, I think the only cabin photographers that I knew about at that point, and certainly the like most well-known, most well-respected in the, if you will, the cabin porn world. How did you go (laughs) from uh, photographing for fun for yourself and in school to then finding this niche and being one of the first ones to really stand out in it we took a trip uh to a cabin pretty early in our relationship um in upstate new york and i brought my camera because it's just what i did i always had my camera and uh we took some photos just while we enjoyed our stay at this off-grid cabin yeah and um i think it was you know, it was pretty immediate. I wanted to share the photos with the owner for sure. Yeah, because and... he was a really wonderful artist uh, based out of New York, and we were like, "He's gonna love. He's gonna love these. He's gonna be stoked." Because you know, Airbnb back in 2015 wasn't brand new, but people were still like not using it hardly as much as they are not now. for cabins and off grid stays. Exactly and stuff like that. So, so we were like, "Let's help this guy out." Yeah. So we offered, you know photos for continuous stays (laughs) and we kind of went back and forth and and each season we were up there taking photos and and then we decided to try and make a career out of it yeah (laughs) i mean after that it was the black a-frame that was really yeah that was shortly after that was uh 
the Jeremy Parker. And that's really kind of what kicked frame. things off. Right. <laughs> they didn't have an in, they didn't have an Instagram yet. So when we arrived, we we're like, all right, first thing, start an Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so they started one when we when we were there uh, shooting. And, and I, I I actually don't know where they are at now, but it's crazy. Oh, I was going to say, like, they've come a long way from having no well, Instagram they, to where they are. And they sold it. Yeah, they, they sold, sold it, it as well. well. Yeah, two owners. So, yeah. But, so that's where it kind of kicked kicked off. And right after shooting that, we, we were at Pentelpo Farm. Yeah, and it just kind of whirlwind from there. Yeah. So you went, you went to <laughs> all the big so ones. Organic. <laughs> they were so organic. They weren't so big back then. Yeah. Was, you know, that big, was, it, was a, it was kind of, they were looking for a new way to, to gain eyes on their property and yeah and it kind of ben reached out to us from bent up farm after yep. he saw us shooting and posting about a black a-frame so that kind of went from there yeah these are I like do. all my favorite cabins on instagram <laughs> i think i saw oh. all through you i hope you get ben Sargent on here because i would love to hear him on a podcast <laughs> he's, Noted. he's a great character <laughs> okay please connect us we would love yeah. to oh, oh on here absolutely absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. if you're dreaming about a cabin build or are in the midst of a build or you just bought a place and are getting ready to host for the very first time regardless of where you are sometimes you just need a little help along the way shared experiences from someone who's been there advice from someone who's learned a lot of lessons the hard way that's me or a cheerleader as you finish up. All of these reasons are exactly why I started offering cabin consultations to our Instagram followers and friends who could use some specific one-on-one -on -one help. I can't promise to solve all your problems, but I can promise to be transparent about our build costs and process, our organization and project management systems, our favorite and least favorite tools for renting, how we market, and how we found ourselves with almost 80,000 Instagram followers and 100% occupancy in our first year of hosting at Cozy Rock. So if that sounds like it might help you, feel free to visit us at staycozycabin.com or on Instagram at Cozy Rock Cabin and sign up for a time to chat there. I definitely want to come back to your photography, but in terms of how you've seen the cabin world grow since, like you were saying when you first started, Instagram wasn't really a thing for cabins. Um, it doesn't mean they weren't there. I think they were still there. It was just a very different um, uh, kind of like sharing or publication of them. I don't even know how to like, like it was just harder to find them. Yeah. How have you seen that world grow in your time? You've seen it kind of firsthand and actually contributed mm -hmm. to a lot of the growth. What is your observation? Any, about any time. Growth? I mean, yeah. When, when we first started, the one of the main things we decided to to make our focus be is not gatekeeping not the gatekeeping the locations because that was the thing when anyone ever did share a really cool cabin uh on instagram there was no way to find out where it was yeah really um yeah it that's how really, it was really that, that... hard to find these these cabins and we're like well why why isn't there someone <laughs> sharing sharing them, them. <laughs> so let's do that yeah and that's kind of where that that started and then it's funny because the way we would share and talk about them or or just even just like the format we would promote them started you'd start seeing other people start to do the same thing yeah and... especially like you started seeing repost pages like there were obviously you know, you had your cabin chronicles, your cabin love, cabin folk, and cabin land. And then there's 
a few more like the OGs. But then all of a sudden it was like cabin dot blah, 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 cabin dot home dot love. And it's just underscore, like, underscore. so many. It's like you just started seeing more and more. And like people were like, like hungry for it. They're like, oh my God, I have to stay here. I can stay mm. here. This is crazy. Right. And like, it was just like a snowball effect. It really like, was. And even with the reshare pages, when they were around <clears throat> prior to what we were doing, but whenever they did share any photos of cabins, they were just finding these photos on the internet and yeah. posting them. There was no credits to anything. Yeah. Um, and it was because it was, there wasn't a thing like that yet yeah. um, on Instagram. What have you seen are the advantages of this shift in the way that they're being shared so publicly online? And what are the, like, maybe the downsides or the negative uh, pieces of it from your point of view? Well, the upside is obviously people during a really unprecedented time in the world are able to make money being second homeowners. And this new avenue is opening up where people are able to like flex their creative muscle and create a space where people can go and share with people. And it's really exciting. And people are, that get to stay at these places are excited because then they feel like they're a part of something like, oh my God, I saw this place online and now I'm staying there for my bachelorette party. So like, it's really awesome. It's like this really cool side of the internet that I'm really happy to be on. But the for me, I'd say the con is that, you know, second home ownership kind of has its own like there's like a lot of battles going on with people like in small towns small communities fighting to even be able to have that anymore there's people that don't like it it's like mm. quiet neighborhoods and like there's too many parties and there's like a lot of like a stigma about having airbnb yeah neighborhoods. it's definitely a stigma Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, it's not, it's not true, but I feel like people just hear about it and then all of a sudden they're enraged. Yeah. So I say the only other downside would be not necessarily anything to do with the, the rental portion of it, but maybe with the, the boom on Instagram with influencers. Well, um, right. And, and Some people scandally get clad uh, women just <laughs> looking, hey, looking we for us. We don't shame. That's not what we do. No, no, but. <laughs> I'm just saying there's there is a downside to when Why an owner gets kind of taken advantage taken of. advantage of. Yeah. You know. Wait, tell me more about that. What do you mean when owners get taken? What should we as owners be like well, keeping an eye out? I just I know that it happens a lot with certain like people will get reached out to by someone who's like, you know, let me come and stay for free and I'll give you photos. And I've heard plenty of times that those photos are never delivered or the photos that are delivered have you know, something that maybe that person's not comfortable sharing on their, their page. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've just, I feel like it's such a, not being cabin owners. This is all just things that we've heard from people that we work with that they just get a lot of crazy requests from people on the internet who think that they get it for free. That's right. all. Yeah. I wouldn't even really say that's a negative. That's just a hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that you have to navigate and understand <laughs> what you're what you're seeing and what you're yeah, internet the instagram culture is kind of crazy and if somebody is coming to instagram completely fresh into the social media world it can be really overwhelming yeah you're kind of chasing the followers and then you just end up kind of going down that rabbit hole and you're not really being selective and thoughtful about who who's at the cabin taking these pictures you're just like oh they have 
a hundred thousand followers. Let's get them in. And you're really not giving it that thought. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. You do have to do a little research. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going back to that, um, uh, note about the community and short-term rentals and stuff like that. I, that's been around for a while. I, I remember going to a, a, oddly enough, bachelor party in uh, San Diego. And the, I think the host had mentioned in the notes that the like street had, um, had some sort of restrictions or they were, they were almost ready to implement restrictions because there were so many houses on that street that had just become short-term rental. Mm. And it, it was kind of taking away from the community aspect of that area. But then on the other side for like these smaller areas, when it's done correctly, I think, or the guests are maybe vetted correctly, that it brings a bunch of tourism and, and support to smaller local places that wouldn't necessarily have gotten that as well. So it's a, it's a weird balance of, of cons and pros that kind of mm -hmm. help and hurt at the same time. And right. I, I guess hopefully everyone's kind of respecting that and, and try and lean the way of the pro. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately that you're only ever going to hear about the bad right. situations. <laughs> so, you know, that's what a lot of people are seeing online and in articles Yeah, because that's, that's what draws attention. So, that's right. It and feels you, like right? all of that comes back to the host. And so I'm curious, you've worked with so many hosts. What stands out to you about the hosts that are like truly spectacular? If you had advice for anyone just starting this. You always get asked this and you're, you're always answering people. I mean, these days there's so much that you really have to think about when you're, I mean, not necessarily, you could easily just have a really nice home in a nice area and you don't have to put all this effort in, but like, you know, these days the individuality is really important. And I'd say just make it you don't look online and think like it has to look like everybody else's like have fun with it, you know? And you guys are a little bit selective with where you stay as well, right? I mean, in terms of it's mostly you guys yeah. cabin centric. It's got to kind of have this uniqueness. Yeah. I mean, there's two sides to that. One is just our availability. You right. Know, we, we do have to be very picky. Right. Um, and we want to represent, you know, unique, unique cabins that's, that fit an aesthetic that we enjoy yeah i mean that we want other people to enjoy i could get into turnkey cabins but <laughs> when people reach out to you and like do you check out their current instagram do you look at their airbnb listing how do you figure out if a cabin is a good fit so we actually we've figured out a way to make it really easy for us is we have a form that we send to people who are inquiring and they get a chance to kind of like explain it like they get to say like what's the most unique thing like explain why your cabin is so unique it, they send us their instagram handle if they have one airbnb listing and then they get to describe it like what makes your cabin unique i mean specifically on the form you know we say plain white walls need not apply because it's really hard to make something like that like, wow, like, how is that? Wow. <laughs> right. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just for us, you know, it's like, we want to, to have warmth and coziness. Mm. So we really look for 
a an element where somebody feels like they could sink right in. Like you want to be able to just like melt into the place that you're staying and really feel comfortable. And there is a certain aesthetic where that isn't a thing and that's totally fine, but that's not what we're looking for. Right. Right. And I mean, a lot of, a lot of people don't understand exactly what we do and that's totally, I get it. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't see what's going on behind the scenes and they think we're just uh, rental photography, you know, yeah, uh, for hire. And you're not real estate photographers, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Big, big, big so, difference, yeah. Right. So, I mean, you know, we do get a lot of inquiries for turnkey. Yeah. And and it's just, <laughs> <laughs> which I think, fortunately, I think we appreciate yeah. in the rest of the kind of this cabin world is, I mean, you guys, you know, all the pictures you're taking, a lot of people look towards your pictures for inspiration for their cabin. So, by you guys. You know, being thoughtful and selective about the cabins you're, you know, capturing. I think that's that's really helpful to the to the whole community. And you're not just kind of taking pictures of whatever and whoever pops into your inbox. I think that's great. Yeah, well, that's I part mean, of your value as a follow. I think is the curation. It's, I mean, the photographs are beautiful, but the fact that you all curate for us, we don't have, like right. Like you are finding the best, and then. Tell us a little bit about Cabinpedia, because I think that takes the curation to the next level for people who are following you. Yeah. I, the Cabinpedia was like a pet project of mine (laughs) that I was like, okay, picture it, (laughs) you know? And we have a lot of big plans for the Cabinpedia. We want to make it a lot more smooth and streamlined, but it was like we had this beautiful catalog of cabins and we were sharing them on our respective pages. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I just want a place where somebody can go. And they're like, Oh, I just really want to go to New York. And then they can click it. And like, there's everything from broken down by region. And it's like, it was exciting because it was like a way for us to like, explain what the cabins were like and I got to be really like poetic with my descriptions. (laughs) And it's just so much fun. And it's like, it's a way for us to just kind of like add a little extra love to right. to what we're giving to the the cabins like right we wanted mm-hmm. to we want to give them as much as possible yeah so i mean having this avenue uh, uh, you know for people to find them on in addition to the instagram yeah. was only plus yeah so it's like you know on our pages you might get a little just the tiniest sprinkle of our personal life but then on the cabinpedia it's just cabins you just go there it's cabins you know what you're getting (laughs) there's definitely it needs the the website needs some love oh that's something that it keeps growing and growing and so if there's any developers out there hit us up (laughs) yeah (laughs) kind of just been doing it on our own it's it's like basic html it's pretty pretty bad Okay, I'm a beginner over here, and I thought it was great when I went to it. But it comes to <laughs> your writing, and I'm biased because you were writing about my cabin, and I was like, oh, that's <laughs> but this leads me to one of my questions. So you all know, I think you know that I run a video production company full time here in North Carolina, and one of the things we obsess about and talk about all the time on our team are the three P's, which are product, process, and point of view. So most small businesses obviously think about product because it is the first thing you have to think about. What am I offering to cabin owners, right? And in your case, it was beautiful photos of their cabin. But then this process piece is the next one. What is the process like of working with you? And I think that's what stood out to me the most about working with you all was that because at this point, I've now worked with a bunch of photographers who are all great humans and all their photos are beautiful. 
but the way that you approached process start to finish from our first email all the way through what it was like when you were staying at the cabin, what that felt like on my end here in North Carolina, all the way through the final photos and then adding to Cabinpedia. Like you have a well thought out process. How did you all approach that? Was that intentional? Is that just who you are as oh, yeah. people? <laughs> Tell us about the process. <laughs> I mean, that's a mix of both because I'm obsessive when it comes to work. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I've worked for myself for a really long time. So that has been a top priority. Um, but like, I mean, even from the get, we were like, we're taking this seriously. <laughs> right. And, and, and we wanted, again, we want to, we wanted to make sure we were standing out. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're at the cabins, like you said, um, we're, we are, we're shooting, <laughs> editing, shooting, editing, shooting, editing, like, just to have some really, you yeah. know, really shining photos coming onto our stories immediately yes and that's important you know like within within the first couple of hours we really want it to be like for for you as cabin owners we want you to see immediate immediate results because hmm. y'all important. i think we got two thousand new followers in the two days that you were there i'm not even kidding <laughs> like that's, that's one of end. our most favorite things to watch yeah <laughs> I was like, I knew we were going to get good pictures. I knew we were going to update our listing. I knew we'd have good content moving forward. I had no idea that that was going to happen in like the two days during your stay. (laughs) And I actually, I'll speak to this right now for cabin owners out there. This is important. You have to have an active Instagram presence prior to having somebody. It doesn't have to be just us, anybody. You have to have a presence there before people are sharing because people want to see activity. Yeah, if, if they click on the link to your Instagram and you have posted shooting, in six months, <laughs> yeah, there there's a few photos of like a dog, yeah. you know, like most of the time people won't follow that account. Yeah, I, just just because like the follower count going up isn't a, a guarantee. No, it never is. <laughs> That's not <in> the contract. <laughs> I mean, it's happened with everybody. Luckily, knock on wood, but. You know, that is important. An active uh, presence is important to see that kind of following. Yeah, absolutely. I think maybe you answered it in that uh, description you just gave of your your time there. But do you ever, because it's a job and it's your work, is there time to enjoy the space while you're there? Or you guys are so focused that once we're really comfortable while we're working. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Once it's too dark. And and we've edited whatever we wanted to edit to get up that day. Yes. Um. So usually by like 10 p.m. Well, this time of year is really great because you know sunset being as early as it is, we're right. pretty we're chilling by six. Yeah, right? we'll be wrapping up by six seven o'clock. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, because it is our job, you know. Yeah. And we're not really doing a whole lot. I mean, it. That's like the. Like we could make the time, but we really want to commit as much as we can to getting everything that we can. Right. How long, like, is like your ideal stay? Like how many nights would you need to like really get like an idea of, you know, the sunset and the sunrise and kind of maybe weather if you're only there for one or two nights and it's bad weather. I mean, do you have like a minimum night stay or something that you like to shoot for? Yeah, we usually go for two, two nights. Um, that gives us the opportunity for two sunsets. Um, and especially if we're doing drone, um, yeah. maybe one of those sunsets will focus on drone and the other we won't. 
Um, but even with the inclement weather, um, we've learned the best ways to shoot in any type of weather um, because obviously we we can't reschedule due to weather um, because we book out mm. quite a bit. Uh, so we've we've been able to really focus on making the best out of any any type of yeah. weather. Yeah, and, and we do. I mean, we gloomy is is beautiful. Yeah, uh, actually, rain makes makes a lot of the color pop because the darks are darker. Um, yeah. You know, like overcast is great because the the light is dispersed evenly. You yeah. know, so it's yeah. like there's there's a, there's a lot of under things that people don't understand when it comes to like the photography side of it. And where, you get, where you find there's like a, like a, a battle for getting you in a space when you know, it's going to be like a peak season, like fall, obviously us also being in Vermont, we know there's like a, ten, not even maybe a 10 day window where it's like peak yeah. and then all of a sudden the leaves are gone and it's depressing. And then winter, it's like, <laughs> it could come early. Or winter could yeah. not come until January. So if we <laughs> right. get someone in there and we're like, oh, we're going to take great snow shots and then it's not even snowing. You're like, oh, oh no, what, what did we do? Yeah. I mean, do you, do you I see mean, that? In the, that I mean, in the fall, well, actually Absolutely. for all of the seasons, we know like, so for fall, we start north and then we travel south. And then oh, so in the chasing. winter, you know, kind of the same thing. So like, we've got like this really great, like moving scale of where we shoot. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, um, it is tough with fall because yes, like you're saying, you, you never know when that 10 day window will be. It's different every year. Last year it was, I think last year it was earlier this year. It was later, but it was quicker. Yeah. It's crazy. You can't keep up with it. And even though we, we book far out in advance, we, we still tend to, to get pretty lucky with, with the uh, especially with fall foliage snow last snow. winter was really good um surprise and even when there's there's no snow we you know we work some magic yeah <laughs> hey guys this is justin from the chalet if you're not already listening to this podcast in a cabin or on your way to one i'd just like to take a second to let you know that our spring calendar is open along with a few winter nights to get that last minute ski trip in before the season ends I'd also like to remind you that our A-frame comfortably sleeps up to six guests. We're located just 10 minutes to Mount Snow, 15 minutes to Stratton Mountain, and we're surrounded by tons of trailhead access, including the famous Long Trail. Oh, and the food and drink scene here in Vermont is incredible, since most of it's either raised, crafted, caught, or brewed locally, so you definitely don't want to miss out on this. But to learn more, you can find a link to our page in the show notes below. We hope to see you soon, and enjoy the rest of the show. Is there uh, any spaces or moments from all of your stays, maybe disregarding your first stay, because that probably has extra special meaning, and then maybe leave out Janice's too, so we're not playing <laughs> favorites. But say, leave out Cozy Rock, because I know that was your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing, yeah. Uh, that really like stick out to you as whether it was like the space, whether it was the scenery, whether it was the decor, the the design. God, there's so I mean, many. you were just talking about Warner's. Oh man, I Warner's oh, feels, cool. that place feels like home to me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Amy, oh God. Yeah. They're so good. I mean, maybe it's our our interior decor is very similar. We have a but yeah. I mean, oh God. I could go through the whole list. I don't I don't I'm not I'm swear I'm being truthful here. 
<laughs> I would say almost every single place we've shot is special because it's just like, I can't believe I even get to do this. Mm. Yeah. Like I don't, I just, every single space is just like, has like a special memory because yeah. it's all so fun and we get to meet, well, meet <clears throat> such interesting people that we would have never met before. I don't know. They're all so amazing to me. Um, the uh, Piazza Torre. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> we went to Italy in September and we got to shoot a couple of really unique spaces out there. And it was really fun to just meet somebody in another country just doing the thing, just like we are over here. And it's mm. just so much fun to see it trickling. But that 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 location and just being out where we were. There. yeah that cabin was was really fun yeah and plus his mom was with us which was really cool <laughs> yeah those are all cool things to have that, family <laughs> that kind of tack on to the experience and make it special yeah when you guys had just yeah, recently gone to italy was that the first time you guys had gone overseas i guess for shoots or have, had you done that before we went to ireland and it but wasn't for, for a shoots. shoot we did just did a little thing for the cabin chronicles when you were there yeah 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 oh, but cool. when yeah this was this was this the first was the one first where time. we like integrated oh, no, that's a lie because we went to canada sorry i don't well... consider canada like <laughs> out there i'm sorry <laughs> i mean pete yeah pete's cabin was one of the oh, yeah, first pete. <laughs> he was the inspiration for Rock. yeah <laughs> he was one of the the first ones we shot over in canada yeah he's what a sweetheart In that italy trip i flipped through all all the story that you guys posted there and i think while you were there and might have been some more i don't know if they made them all to the highlights but just unreal pictures uh i i took a trip in italy in high school and i think a lot of it's like fading now that it's been you know you got to go know, back 15 or more years but your guys's pictures brought a lot of it back it was awesome it was it was really really I something just want to go back immediately yeah, we kind of just we we kind of winged winged driving around the whole country in three weeks, and, uh, and found where great. we really liked. So oh. now we know where we want to go back. So I just I want to go back immediately. <laughs> Wait, tell us where should we go? Everywhere, Lake Como, the mountains, like the pre. We were in the pre Alps. Yeah, the, uh, oh, that was Venice. Venice before was... it sinks. <laughs> Did yeah. you guys? Get off the boat in Venice. It's just like such a sensory overload. It's just like 10 out of 10 recommend. Oh, yeah. But did you guys lay this whole trip out yourselves or did you have recommendations? Yeah, we did. Uh, you did we, most of the planning. Well, we, we kind of had to like put a big map out on the table and just figure it all out. And I was just like furiously scrolling for Airbnbs and they were planning like the car. Yeah. And it was just kind of a team effort, but we really just kind of we picked a place to go and then just kind of winged it from there. Yeah. We had was... a few things planned. We went truffle hunting, which was wicked cool. That was, but we're not here to talk about our Italy. Trip. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, at that uh, initial part of the, the statement there was to ask if there's a cabin culture in Italy and oh, yeah. how do you think it differs from like the Northeast over here or the North America? Well, I mean, the, the obvious was, um, the uh, introduction at every Airbnb. Yes, that's, um, uh, that might not be everywhere, though. Cabin-wise, I'd say, like, the vibe is there. I mean, if anything, it's like... Oh, just the it, every Airbnb we stayed in, the host met you there, walked you, walked it's you around. It's very different. We're so spoiled I think with it's, our key boxes here. I think that's 
it's just a different, you know. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they, they like to they like, they like to make it personal, and that's yeah. great. Different, different culture. I think that's yeah. Janice's dream but to it, be able to do that, right, Janice? I know that's. I started I hosting in my own house, so that's like my favorite thing about hosting, and it like breaks my heart so much that the most interaction I have with people is like Instagram DMs, Airbnb messages, and the guest. <laughs> <laughs> there was one yeah. trip that we drove through the night. And the guests were late checking out. And so we overlapped with them. And I swear we were in the cabin for another hour and a half talking <laughs> because I was so excited to meet guests. And they were on the <laughs> and it turns out that they were from like, the, they went to the same Aww. lake that I did in Maine. And it was just like such a treat. And I was like, why can't this happen every time? They might not have felt the same way, but I did. Uh -huh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the cabin culture is definitely there in Italy. Yes. Um, it's just slightly different. Yeah. And, the, and there are um, really beautiful places and the prices over there are so much cheaper. Yeah, they really are. It's crazy. And so that's so interesting to me because you all have traveled all around the U.S. now to Italy. How do you notice cabin culture, like West Coast cabin culture versus East Coast cabin culture? Do you notice differences? What's the same no matter where you go about the culture surrounding cabins? The thing that's the same is that the people who own the places are so passionate. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I, I, They're also such wonderful people. And also, I mean, like, it's all very similar, actually. Yeah, I can't it's even very think. very similar. I can't think of a difference that jumps they're out. They're fighting the good fight with the community forums. Right. They're, <laughs> they're doing all the same thing. If anything, you know, I mean, we've been, so we went to Big Bear, Lake Arrowhead, and Lake Tahoe. And I'd say those, I mean, it's all very similar. I mean, they have, Tahoe was dealing with wildfires, so there's oh, a difference there. there you go. Yeah, the um, natural disasters out there, that's one huge thing. Right. Um, so that was a, a little scary. Yeah. Because that was happening when we were out there. Especially for the owners being so far away and yeah. having to deal with watching a fire creeping towards their homes. Yeah. Jeez. But other than that, from our point of view, I don't I can't think of really much much difference. No. If you could just tell what? us why the why the northeast is just a little bit better, that'd be great. <laughs> be there's honest well so we haven't explored the the northwest oh pacific northwest not yet not yet but for the northeast i feel like the northeast i there's more abundance of, of a rustic vibe i think in the northeast than from what we saw in the southwest well right you central. get the, from what we can tell yeah. you know you get a lot more privacy out here like a lot more privacy. Yeah. I mean, and I think the the possibility for that as well is a lot higher as well. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously you can't beat the seasons. Yeah, exactly. Can't beat them. <laughs> more dramatic seasons. And I is think, yeah, uh, I, I would think most, most of the places are kind of uh, tucked away up in the mountains. Similarly, if it's a, a cabin style, but I, I got to imagine there's some like warmer climate cabins too that as far as design might open up and be a little bit like uh more open open space design I'm using great words here but compared <laughs> to like the northeast where it's maybe more closed and cozy and i mean where the places the locations we shot not necessarily because 
we were shooting in the mountains. Yeah. There were the, these I mean, places. I mean, these places were cozy. They mm. still get, you know, tons of snow in the winter. And, and then in the summer, it's warm. But it, it's, I'm sure, you know, there are more like the coastal places yeah. that um, have more of that kind of design. Uh, what you said about warm weather makes me think of that cabin that has the bed that like is remote controlled and (laughs) you like you know whatever can like be inside and then go outside but i noticed that one going viral among so many photographers at the same time and it made me think because cozy rock is obviously very small (laughs) and i struggle to capture it differently every time i'm there and not just capture the same images over and over again how do you handle that a lot of the cabins that you go to are photographed a lot by a lot of different photographers. How do you uh, kind of make sure that your photos are unique, capture it differently? How challenging is that for you? It's not that challenging. I don't, yeah, I don't, I I enjoy it if it's a challenge. It is a challenge. Um, we have fun with it because like at the end of the day, like we're having a good time doing it. Yeah. And, and you know, we will, yeah, we will ar- arrive at a cabin that has been, shot by other photographers and we it, it's fun because we had one just um at the end of the summer where when when we started posting the stories and you know i was getting dms from the owner like i've never seen that angle before that's such a different angle yeah. you know so it, it's fun it's definitely fun to 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 approach it just finding an angle that's never been shot yeah, which it, it, honestly isn't that difficult. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of going in and just shooting Taking, the same yeah. same photo. Because the, the reason those photos go viral is because that angle is like killer. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. we just got to find the next killer angle. Yeah. And you <laughs> all are easy. unique in that there's two of you, which not everyone, not every cabin photographer is. Now, I noticed a difference in your photographs when you came and loved it. I'm curious if that's intentional. Do you all talk strategy before you start? How does that work? And what advantage does that have for the cabin owners to have both of you there versus just one? We definitely, we, we talk Oh yeah. Of, we, in advance of like what we're going to focus on when we get there, if we're, you know, we walk through the space and kind of just discuss, you know, the places where it's obvious that like a person or people will be best. Right. Suited. Obviously. Yeah. The lifestyle spots and, um, and then, you know, where, where we're going to, one of us will focus on, you know, the grander room. And honestly, most of the time it'll be like, we'll be, both be off in our separate corners doing our work. And then, you know, he'll get an angle and he's like, Hey, do you want to be in a photo real quick? And then I'll be in the other room and I'll be like, I need your hands. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, we do a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it's definitely, there's, there is pre-planning to, to uh, what each of us will be focusing on yeah. at a location. A lot of times it does happen when we arrive and we walk around just to get a feel for it and kind of just discuss that, that aspect of it. But, you know, that's, and, and it's definitely a, an advantage. It's an advantage too, because For we're sure. two photographers. Yeah, absolutely. He's focusing on the big picture and I'm focusing on the smaller details. Right. It's lovely. That's yep. exactly what I noticed. I think I sent you that message right afterwards. I was like, I yeah, love Chris has these wide angle shots and Pam has gotten all the details that I love about the cabin that would be so easily missed. 
yep in a wide right. angle shot right right yeah i think that's definitely it's important it's great balance it's important mm-hmm. hey guys this is janice and in case you haven't figured it out already we're pretty new at this whole podcasting thing so it would be a huge help if you wouldn't mind taking a second to leave us a five-star rating on spotify or some kind words on apple podcasts This goes a long way in helping other cabin lovers find this conversation and hopefully become a part of it. Thanks so much and excited to share more with you. Okay, I do have one more question. When we first started talking about this podcast, um, Sean was outlining different parts of cabin culture for us to be thinking about. And one that he mentioned was cabin fashion. And I immediately laughed and I was like, what are you talking about? What's cabin fashion? (laughs) So I would love to hear your explanation of what cabin fashion is, which could start with what you're wearing right now. Well, I don't know if this is a visual podcast, but for the people at home. (laughs) Cabin fashion to me is obviously comfort over anything. Yes. Um, Function over fashion. Yes. Um, Lots of soft. It's like you're in a cabin. What's the point of wearing jeans (laughs) like uh no but for real though it's just it's a lot of soft soft sweaters i've got this great sweat i feel like there's a sweater that i own i should have worn that because that to me is like the epitome of cabin cozy to me it's just it's big it's oversized it's got holes in it because it's from the 90s and it's just like you can just lounge in it and get lost in it and that's what you want yeah i mean most of the most of the time i'm wearing something warm flannel most of them have burn holes in it from the bonfire (laughs) outside that we were having you have to be able to run outside and not have to worry about being immediately freezing to get wood (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah it's function and slippers with a with a sole you have to have a nice tough bottom slipper for running outside to get wood Yes. That was my biggest adjustment. My slippers were soft bottomed and I had to immediately go to L. Bean and pick up some hard mm-hmm. bottomed ones. Yep. <laughs> so yep. <real>. Honestly, <laughs> slippers, slippers always, slippers and cozy socks. That's my, my number one. Yeah. Slippers are a must for sure. <laughs> That's my cabin fashion. In my head, when I made that statement, it was very much like a comfort and utility thing that represents itself in a fashionable thing and then also to note right after janice questioned me on that she posted these wild clog slipper things that i was like (laughs) this is what i'm talking about this is gavin fashion right here they were sanitas which i do think fit really nicely into the cabin fashion category i can't stop thinking about it now sean and every time someone on instagram (laughs) asks me what i'm wearing and the answer is inevitably the same thing every time, which is I got an L. Bean. I'm like, okay, cabin fashion. I see. I think I think the fashionese. I think they call it cabin core. I think that's what the cool people call it these days. Oh, At least that's what I heard. So much but... to learn. There's also cottage core, which is kind of aligned with cabin Ooh. core. Yeah, that's cottage core. Find the difference. Well, cottage core is definitely like whimsical. You're a fairy in the forest, and cottage core is a lot of large sweaters. Cottage, well, yeah, cottage or cabin core yeah. is a lot of like large, cozy sweaters. And like, I I just picture like, you know, if I'm picturing like cabin core, I'm picturing a beautiful woman in a large sweater and she's got a mug in her hand and she's wearing a silly hat that's barely on her head. <laughs> <laughs> and fr- 
front of a big window. Yeah. Snow falling out the window. I love this. My first think... thought of cabin fashion was Pam walking out of the cabin in that one like epic photo you took at Cozy Oh, with the dress. shows up everywhere. <laughs> and it's just you walking out the door and you do look like, I mean, it's just beautiful. <laughs> I have started trying to incorporate a little bit more like I for a while I was like lost at sea when it came to like my fashion and then I discovered Madewell and suddenly everything made sense to me. Uh, <laughs> it just takes the right brand. That's how I feel about L.L. Bean. If you're listening, please sponsor me. <laughs> Save money. <laughs> Guys, this has been so great. I'm so excited for you to come back to Cozy Rock in January. Yeah, I'm so wait. excited to get to talk to you all in person. This was wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us. And if you liked what you heard, feel free to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or share some of your favorite parts over on Apple Podcasts in a review. If you have feedback or suggestions for the future, you can always find us on Instagram at Cozy Rock Cabin and The Chalet Frame, spelled the C-H-A-L-A Frame. Looking forward to next week. Thanks for joining us.